Ya cap a la dreta per Xavi. Assistència de Xavi més cap a la dreta per Messi. Messi, 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 Messi. I menys Messi. Encara Messi, encara Messi. Encara Messi, 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 encara Messi. Yo people, welcome back to another episode of Flares Under the Lights. Um, in this episode, we're going to be discussing the most impressive managers we've seen in the Premier League this season. At this and worse. Point, and worse, we can go with 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 worse. Um, I've got one person that comes to mind actually. Yes. That's why I roll my eyes because I just think in pain, pain. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, we're at the probably most people say what seventy five percent of the season. We're at the three quarter three quarter mark of the season. Um, I think that's more than enough bump, of a sample. So that's exactly in the words of Fergie. Um, I think we're at where we've seen a more than enough of a sample size to see which managers have actually impressed and which managers have failed to impress. So, yo, Yusuf. What are you saying? I already know who's probably going to be your number one. <laughs> what, what are we starting? Who's impressed with um, who's your, who's, you, Who's the four on your list that you just wrote down? All right, I've got four on my list right now. List of what? A, a, a list of... I haven't even done worse. Or? I thought we were doing most impressive. So I haven't done right, worse. But let's go with that then. We could do worse at the end. We'll do our worst. Let's, we'll do one each. We'll do one each of... Yeah. Least impressive at the end, right? I can't. Or two, Bro, we'll see. One, we'll see is that it? one or two. What's on your list? So I'm I'm gonna name one. I'm gonna go one by one. Right? I'm gonna go one Ooh. by one. So in no order, this is just guys, in no order. David Moyes. Oh, but, oh yeah, hundred percent. David Moyes. David Moyes. I rate what he's doing with this West Ham team. I feel like Having managed Man United unsuccessfully, that's kind that left a stain on his name for a while. You know, he had unsuccessful spell with Real Sociedad. Then he came back to the Prem. I don't know who he managed to West Ham. West Ham, they sacked him and then they rehired him. They kept kept them up. (coughs) But I know, but everyone was very surprised when they rehired. They were like, I think it was what's her name, Karen? Karen, what's the one of the? Karen Blackett? No, Karen Black? No, no, no. She was on um, The Apprentice, innit? You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Apparently, apparently she wanted to sack him again. Like, early this season, she wanted to sack him again. They were, like, doing what they were trying to get him out of the job. I've seen something. Don't look at me like that, bro. No, I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking, no. I'm I'm not questioning (laughs) the source. I'm thinking, why does she want to sack him? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, especially after they rehired him, right? And why why rehire? Firstly, it was a weird for me that they rehired. It was maybe a bit weird that they sacked them also, but um, it's working out now, bro. Let me let me get into why I'm I've been impressed with them. Okay, so they off the back of last season, right? They was they finished the season strongly, and I was looking at the two centre mids they had. Yeah, two cyborg, monstrous, physical, imposing centre mids who can play as well and who were very good as a duo, like. They complement each other's skills very, very well. Declan Rice mm-hmm. and Thomas Suchek. That has given them a massive, massive... Fact, along with having to start with a back three, because initially he started with Vincrezzo tucked inside as a left centre-back, which suited him quite well because he doesn't quite have the legs to bomb up and down the pitch for a whole 38-game Premier League season. And he played Ogbonna and sometimes Balbuena, or at the time it was yes. D of last season. Yes. And... When they started to sign certain players, they signed Ben Rama, Bowen, they had Lanzini who was coming back from injury. I thought, you know what, going forward, they have something. They just didn't have a top striker. They had Seb Haller who was very Lele. Like, when I say Lele, these are guys who are just like big for nothing. Guys who, like, big when he runs, nothing. big for nothing. In Nigeria, we call them big for nothing, bro. In Nigeria, we call them big for nothing. He was big for nothing, bro. Like, he couldn't run. It's just, it looked like running was a lot of effort for him. 
The most movement I ever saw him do was when he did his initiation dance for Ivory Coast. He was busting out some skanks. He had some moves. That's the most I've ever seen in movement right, season. But <laughs> then what Moyes was able to do was he was able to then bring in the most creative players into the team without them losing balance going forward. He was able to bring in Ben Rama playing left wing. He was able to play, brought in Lingard, which was a very wise move. He brought in Lingard. He used him a lot at United. Because that was a position they did not need. They didn't need, now, they didn't need it. They didn't need ben it. Rama, they didn't need it. Fits them in. Fits them in. Kept Suchek, Rice behind them. Had um, Creswell, a left back. Annoying me on fantasy. Annoying me, like, jarring me on fantasy. Doing, Bear, me, doing me all right. Doing you all right. Doing you all right. Very good, very quality delivery. I don't think enough gets said about his, his left foot is very, very good. It's seasoned. You know those left footers that are like, yeah, this guy, this guy's <laughs> whipping in the ball they're training at least 100 times a day. Like whippers. Yeah. And then just the balance is, is, was just good, solid. So he went from transitioning to five at the back, not really particularly being entertaining or influencing games, being proactive. And now he's transitioned, I'd probably say halfway point of the season, He's playing 4-2-3-1 and he's actually getting the most out of the team whilst still being a threat offensively but not losing any balance in, in defence. So I, I think I, I think the best they can do six. Nah. nah, I don't think so. Yeah, six nah, nah, nah. six the is the best. Do, the best they can bro, do this season. There. Do top you think? There. Bro, they, look at the table. They're two points off of four. Bro, I don't think is, they, uh, have, they think haven't Chelsea. had a bad. They haven't had a bad run yet. That's the thing. They haven't had a game, a stretch of games where they've sort of like every team has had their sort of bad run. They haven't had one yet. I want to see when they have one. It will come at some point. It has to come. And when it comes, I want to see how they react as a team. Because if you're just thinking like, okay, West Ham, who have they got next? Let's look at the next few games. Who have they got next to play? They've got Wolves away. No, they've got Wolves away. Leicester at home. Newcastle away. That's, that's, that's these are, these are games they Leicester. can win. These are games they can win, but there's always going to... one is important because Leicester, a team, I think are six points ahead of them in the top four, yeah. race, which is quite comfy, but yeah. a win against Leicester suddenly makes everything so much more achievable. Yeah. And then they've got Newcastle who are fighting for their lives. They've got Chelsea in the derby at home. They've got Burnley away. Everton at home. Brighton away. Fighting for their lives. Because West Brom. For shit, <laughs> well, they're, 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 they're above <laughs> for them right now, so they still have a lot to fight for. And then they've got Southampton. So their games aren't that difficult. The probably two games you could say are difficult are Leicester, Leicester. and Chelsea, and maybe Everton. Everton have got solid away records. So. And these are the three teams that are competing against them. Yeah, so it depends on, on those games, those games. But Moyes, again, the only doubt I have with Moyes is when he has to be ambitious, he usually tends to be cautious in games where it's like okay yeah. you've, you've beaten all the teams that a lot of people would have thought you wouldn't have you've got Old Trafford you're going to Old Trafford against United why are you playing Noble in midfield you don't need to play Noble in midfield just play Suchek play Rice and then play he didn't have Lingard so he was just he thought you know what I'm just going to stick Noble in there why, why revert to something that hasn't worked for you all season you barely played Noble so you could have just played Lanzini in midfield and instead, he ended up bringing Lanzini and Bowen on after 55 minutes. Before now, was injured? Uh, I forgot about... Bro, that's another... Pl- Listen, oh, West Ham's team is oh. good. West Ham's oh, team is I'm not going to lie. Good. Do you know who's the best one out of all of them? Bowen. Bowen, you like Bowen? I think one of the... Brother, I'm proper impressed with Bowen. Yeah, he is good. He is good. His decision-making lets him down, though, in the, in the final third sometimes. I think he sometimes makes the wrong decision. I hate that. He, 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 he's good, like, with the ball, running at defenders. His pass is good. He's got good left foot. Very good. He, he's a cultured player. He's a cultured player. I don't know if he... What is he? English or Scottish? He's English. English. He's, he's a very cultured player for an... For a, I wouldn't say for English an English because... But to be fair, he, the new, actually, the new he's actually... The new style of English. The new style of English. He suits the... He kind of suits the new style. He kind of suits yeah. the new style. But yeah, like I said, David Moyes, for me, is one of the most impressive managers I've seen this season, man. And I think the best Probably, they'll do, the best in my opinion, the best they'll do is six, maybe fifth. The worst they'll do is seventh. I don't expect them to finish below seventh. Yeah, I agree. I think I think you're there's there's definitely a chance. I don't think they'll get top four because I think Chelsea will get in ahead of them. But I don't think it's out of question. Definitely not out of question they'll get top four. So I think you're being a bit harsh with the best that they can do. I think they could do better. 
I just I just predict a bad run of form at some point. They're gonna go on a losing streak. They'll lose two or three games on the bounce. I think I might. I'm listen. I might be wrong, but I just feel like that could happen. Fair enough. Um, do you think he's an overachiever at the moment? Like what he how, did he spend a lot in the summer? To be uh, fair, he's, has he been backed? He's got Ben Rama. He's been back. 25 mil or something. They changed their strategy. They went, they've gone for top players in the championship Lingard's as opposed on to... Who else did he cop this summer? So he Bowen, really... Bowen was last season. Suchek was last season, halfway through the season. They changed... This season, he hasn't been back that much. Uh, really? He's they got Craig Dawson. Well. They got Craig Dawson from Watford, who's been good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that's like, but to be fair, he hasn't been back too, too much. Yeah, he hasn't been back to you, Julie. He hasn't been back to you, Julie. So, like, he's done well with what he's got. Yeah. Very well. Although I do rate some of those players. Um, he's changed. He's changed the identity, identity and the culture of the team. The way they play, they look a lot more organised out, but they believe that they can beat anyone other than when Moyes decides to be more cautious. But I think that's something for him to improve on personally as a manager. But, uh, yeah, man, I just see that. And, and set pieces. They've, they've, they've exploited their, their advantage at set pieces. They, Bro, they've scored the most goals in set pieces. It's literally like um, the old Everton, isn't it? His old Everton team. The way he, he used his two wide men, Pinar and Osman, um, who Pinar and Osman were always sort of techie sort of wide men where they like to come inside. Do you know what I mean? Pinar, Osman and Baines, them three on the left. Baines on the left. Yeah. 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 Creating them small societies. Pinar and Osman were more like tens. Do you know what I mean? They were very yeah. creative players. Yeah. They could be kind of tens, but yeah. they played them out wide. But Baines was techie too, you know? West Ham. Baines, Baines. Was you should have got the left back, bro. Leighton, yeah, Leighton Baines was yeah, techie. Yeah, of course, bro. Techie. Waviest delivery. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's almost like Creswell. Like, Le- Baines and Creswell are like almost Oh, yeah, yeah very similar. Like, very similar. Like, but although Baines was extremely underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played for England. He played for England. Yeah, but he could have played for a top club in club football. I think United wanted him when he came. Yeah, there was talk about him being. Um, there was talk about him being very um shy. He's not. If you put yeah, him in a big club, he might. Yeah, he might not. He might not perform to the same level if you put him at a bigger club. I think Everton was probably his peak under uh, Moyes slash Roberto Martinez team, where they were challenging for top four, sometimes finishing outside the top four. But yeah, yeah, back to yeah, um, there's a lot. Of, a lot of similarity, isn't it? So the yeah. same thing with the with Techie Weidman. He's doing similar now with Ben Rama, Fournals. Yeah. Bowen, I would say, is a traditional Weidman, but I wouldn't say Fournals and Ben Rama. He puts them out wide and, and, and they're effective. Suchek and Fellaini are essentially the same, very similar. I would say Fellaini a lot of the time played further forward. Bad times, especially yeah. at the beginning, he did play where Suchek is playing. CDM. He yeah. likes Suchek. And was that big guy that would get into the box and be very effective in set pieces. Yeah. Like, so many similarities. You can go man for man and look at the similarities. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sufal and Cole, um, who was it at the time? Coleman at the time? Um, yeah. Very, look, very similar. He's paint. He's, he's, it's a Moist team. It's a David Moist team. It's a David Moist team. Um, who's yours? Who's your... Um, most impressive... I've been most impressed with yeah. this season is um, Graham Potter. Just for the hey. football, man. Oh, I swear down, I, I'm surprised at how many times I watch Brighton. I usually would never watch Brighton this much. But every time I watch them, they should win. I've, I don't think I've ever watched the game of Brighton where they should win. Even when United beat them 3-2, yeah, when mm. they scored the goal after the final whistle. <laughs> that game. But... Um, that just shows how unlucky they are, in it? Every single time I watch them, they create so many chances, bruv. So many chances. In every game, I think they should be winning. I think even if you look at it statistically, look at their expected goals, they're consistently very, very high on expected goals stats. Yeah. But actual goals, very, very low. And, and that's why they're in a defensive relegation battle. Defensively, they're not bad either. Defense, they don't concede many goals. When they lose, they usually lose 1-0 and it's down to their own mistake or, or unlucky decision or unlucky like decision that. something when they lose they don't lose because they've been poor it's because Never. something it's just fine margins like they'll dominate a game and then like the game against Palace when um they, they lost, lost and they should have won that game they should have won that game wow. great goal by Abuseke but they should have won that game like they've been playing this way since Potter arrived I remember last season he was 
mixing a lot of the formations. I called them like I remember last season calling them like a mini Leipzig, in the sense that they've got the ambition as a as a club by going for a young manager like Potter, and then Potter being the sort of manager who would play sometimes. Um, sometimes he'd play 4-4-2, sometimes he'd play 3-4-3, sometimes he'd even switch to a 4-3-3 in games. You never really knew what formation Brighton were playing and a lot of the players were very similar in the in the style of play they had, you know, like Mopai, very technically very technically comfortable on the ball. He's mobile, he could drift out wide, he can combine, similar to Trossard. Um, uh, he's good. That's, a, that's another thing. I don't even know if these players are that good. So I'm rating March and Trossard. Yeah. These guys, I'm really rating them. But I'm like, are they even that good? Or is it just the amazing management style and good system that he's put in place that allows them to churn out chances after chance? You know yeah. what I mean? So that's, I don't think they're that good. But one player I do think is very good and I do think is worth a shot for the top six clubs is Basuma. He's yeah. a border. Yeah. yeah. Probably what, Arsenal as well. What, what, would, you, would you say he's seen in this in terms of like, where he could play. What's his next move? Because he's 23, 24? I mean, he's still young. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's so, not like a lot. Of, he was linked with Arsenal at one point, but I feel like we would need someone who can, not saying he can't do it, but I feel like we would need someone who can take more control of the game, demand the ball and be that link between midfield and attack and provide a good balance with party. I think he's almost... Too similar. Too, I wouldn't say too similar, but I would say he's... It's too much of the same. I want someone with a completely different profile. Like, he can do mm-hmm. those things, but I think he's almost good when you give when you give him the defensive responsibility too. Do you know what I mean? When he's the deepest. Partick is yeah. good at being the deepest and he can go forward, but I want someone who next to Partick who can be a little bit more... Give me the ball. I'm hungry. Like, I want to make 100 passes a game and I want them... Yeah, yeah, yeah. more than so half of them to be in the United final third yeah do you know what I mean but, but definitely like, it depends on the price I don't know what the sort of price they're quoting for him but um, most clubs to be fair I'll take him I'll definitely take him United but I, I'm not saying I'm going to take him United as, a, as the main guy uh, yeah. you take him as a, we need another take, midfield yeah. signing you take him as definitely a I'll take him take him as a I'll take him as a McTominay replacement Oh um, yeah, or McTominay replacement. <laughs> I know, you, I know, you, you're not a fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, so I'll um, take, I'll take him as a McTominay. I'll take someone else as a match replacement. But um, um, you see them staying yeah. up. Do I see them staying up? I. It's so hard, you know. Who, let me see the league. Who's, who's right now? Fulham, there's them. They're sixteenth. They're thirty-two. They've got thirty-two points. Twenty-nine games played. Newcastle are. But Newcastle below them, they've got 28 points and yeah. 20, the same number of games played. So they're in the position where they can't, you would say they should stay up, but you I just never know. You never know with them. Their you problem is know. in both boxes, in between the boxes, in between the 18 yard boxes, they're one of the brilliant. best teams. One of the best teams to watch, but it's in the box. They can see too many goals from set pieces and they don't score enough goals. And, and I, I think what that boils down to really is personnel. You know, and that's what that is the most the biggest compliment I think for Graham Potter is that everything that a manager can do for their team, he's done. Where he's basically done that. The way he's being let down is they're not scoring the goals. Yeah. Where that they should be that the team's been creating thanks to his style and system, and they've been conceding too many goals, based on shitty little mistakes. Do you know what I mean? So, if you put Graham Potter at top at Man United example, Arsenal, someone with better resources, better players, more money, you're seeing, you're, you're talking about Graham Potter much more. Yeah. I think the way I like to judge managers personally, yeah, is a few, a few things, yeah, what, what, from things I can see. This is nothing statistical. This is, do they improve the players that they've got? Yes. Graham yes. Potter improves, improves the players he's got. Definitely. Do they play entertaining football? Yes. Yes. Graham Potter plays entertaining football. Do they, as a manager, have room to improve? Yes, Graham Potter has room to improve. He he seems as like a manager who he did a business degree in emotional intelligence or a master's degree in emotional intelligence. I swear, he's that someone who who has that, that's someone who's and the intuitive mind. He wants to learn. He seems studious. He seems studious. He seems like he's someone who he's not. He doesn't have the sort of ego. He doesn't believe that. Oh, I can't go to Pep's. Um, 
like as when he was coming up, like, oh, I can't go and see Pep's um, training sessions because I believe that um, I could do what, what he's, he do does. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then you have to look at, do they get the most out of the resources they have available? We still need to see that. But I would say we've seen is. it. We've I seen don't it, think but, he's got the best ballers. You know what I mean? I think he's getting the best out of them. This is where they are in the league. But I think he's getting mm. the best out. I think a lot of managers will get this team relegated. Do you think? Yeah, Chris Chris Houghton kept 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 them up playing worse football. Well, not worse, but he kept that. His second was harsh, in my opinion. Like, yeah, but I think it was the correct second. The, Similar to yeah. you know, it was a good move. Southampton. Yeah, you remember when Southampton sacked Pearson when he was doing well? And yeah. everyone was like, why are you sacking Pearson? And then they went and got Pochettino. <laughs> and then Pochettino did what they, he did. And then, do you know what I mean? So sometimes I actually like them sort of moves. I know it seems very harsh at the beginning. You're like, yo, what he's, what's he done wrong? But in the end, if it pays off, it pays off. And it's definitely paid off. Probably helps if, if I've got great power with my money. Yeah, I, I think he'll go far. I do, I honestly think like, I could see him potentially managing a club like Leeds, perhaps if Bielsa does it. A one Leicester. I would like to see Leeds. those Leicester ones. Brendan Rodgers leaves well. Brendan Rodgers, we're going to get onto by the way. We're going to get onto Ooh, England, possibly. You know? In fact, let's 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 segue onto that. I say, okay, so what are we saying? Graham Potter. For me, it's the most impressive money. Pound for pound. Pound, pound for pound. pound. Okay, pound for pound. Most okay. impressive money. Uh, yeah, I can I can respect that. I can respect that. Um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So what, they're staying up? I think they'll stay up. But I don't know, because you know Scotty Parker, he's doing quite well as well. And I think, like, you know that, that thing that you need <coughs> with, uh, with the relegation battle teams, that yeah. heart, that spirit. You know yeah. those games that, that you, they, um, the relegation battle teams yeah. just pulled out two, three wins on the bounce against Chelsea, United yeah. and City. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like, I don't know, it's a personality thing. And I think it's just me doing... What I've seen in the past with no real evidence is yeah. looking at a manager like Graham Potter. Can he sort of galvanize them to do that? I don't know. Because Graham Potter, I just feel like he can. Do you know what I mean? I see him crying in interviews and shit. <laughs> Imagine him at half time yeah. giving you a speech and crying and shit. He'll hype you up, brother. <laughs> he was a passion merchant as well, you know, back in the day. Exactly. He was exactly. a passion merchant. Um, now that we're on to him, yeah, we'll put him up there as second half of the season impressive based on what we've seen recently. He initially actually wasn't in my list of most impressive, but he was on my honourable mention. And for me, it's how he's changed the identity of the team. Mm -hmm. Probably around, was it January? It sort of changed. Mm -hmm. Um, They brought in Joachim Anderson. Very good on FM, by the way. Any football manager plays out there. If you know about Joachim Anderson, you're a real one. Um, They brought in Ola Aina. I don't know where he was at before, but he looks like a good player. He's brought in a few other Nigerians. He brought in Josh Major recently in January. Um, he's managed to bring Harrison Reed into that midfield with Anguissa, and they look like a very solid duo. Um, I was surprised Loftus-Cheek wasn't able to make that midfield, but he sees him as someone who can play higher up the pitch. They've got a good mix of athleticism and technique, but for them, I think they just lack goals. They don't score enough goals. They're similar to Brighton in a way that they're a little bit I think they're, as a team, they're a little bit more organised. They might not play as good as football as Brighton, but they do play good football. But and also they just don't score enough goals, man. And they don't concede it. They're also a little bit on the unlucky side. Sometimes I watch them, they're a bit unlucky at times. But I don't think... Sometimes I think it's just the quality. I mean, I think Lukman, bruv, is so, yeah. such a good player. And, and that's another thing when you're saying, does he, a manager improve the players? I think he's improved Lukman. I've seen Lookman with the hype that he got when he came to Everton. I was excited to see him. There's yeah. nothing at Everton. Went to Leipzig. If a player gets signed by Leipzig, there's something about him. I don't care who you are. You're right. If you're getting copped by Leipzig, it means you've got some techie yeah. ability. Do you know what I mean? Even if, even if it's a loan, even if it's a loan move like ESR, isn't it? they see something. They see something. They see something. They see something. You know something. I mean? So that made like gave me a bit more attention to him. And then I don't think he did much. I think he might have scored one goal or something. I'm not sure. Maybe scored I'm... one or two goals. Scored a couple goals. Um, and then, like, but now at Fulham, bruv, now I'm finally seeing it. Now I'm finally yeah. seeing the talent. He's, he's Premier League player. He's a Premier League player. Like, if they get relegated, he probably, I see someone maybe like West Ham trying to sign him, potentially Leeds, Leeds Palace. Yeah. 
Wolves. Wolves could do with a player like him. I think that'd be a nice upgrade on um, Adam Traore. I feel I feel like he's he, he can establish a good career for himself. I just wish he chose Nigeria instead of pursuing England. Is he still he pursuing England? I can't. Yeah, he hasn't committed to Nigeria, man. I think the no, man, he's too old to play under twenty ones. He's like 23, 24 now. He's too old to play under twenty ones. Bro, just come play. Come back home, minute, bro. We'll treat you like a king. His position is too packed. It's, so it's too packed. It's too packed, and it's low key getting packed for um, Nigeria. We've got a few good wide players in that sort of advanced forward position playing out wide. Like, I think he'd make it though. I think I think there's definitely a position. I think for he him. will. Yeah, I definitely think he'd make it in the Nigeria in the Nigeria um, squad for a tournament. But and also another thing about Scott Parker is he's got sauce. The guy knows how to dress. He knows. <laughs> the guy knows how to dress. Any manager for me that knows how to dress, I kind of want to see them do well. Yeah, like, I want to see them do well. He, he can dress. Manager. He's a saucy manager, man. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I hear that. I hear that. He's been good, to be fair. Um, even if he gets ready, he's another man. Like, you know, there's some managers that if they get relegated, you don't sack a manager. I think mm. the same can be said with him and Potter. Do you know what I mean? Like, Agreed. especially with. Parker, like if if he gets if he gets relegated, I still don't think that this changing of the manager is going to help. You keep him and you stick with him. Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. That's that's a good point. You know, um, those two managers, Potter and um, Scott Parker. Yeah, I think if they get relegated, I don't see the club rushing to to sack them. I think they're going to stick by them hundred percent because based off. What they've seen, you can't tell me that there's not scope scope to improve. Like they wouldn't, they'd have a reasonable chance of making it back in the Premier the following season, or at least going deep into the playoffs. Um, next man. Who's your next on the list then? It's got to say, Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> Again, Brendan every Rogers. season to be fair, he has to get mentioned. He's just. <sighs> Again, a similar... How can I put it this way? You know how I said David Moyes' name was tainted after getting sacked at a big club? His was David Moyes, when, 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 when David Moyes got sacked, he got sacked when he was pro- deep into his managerial career. He'd already done, what, 10 years at Everton. He'd managed, I think... I don't know if he managed before Everton, but he managed a few years before him. Brendan Rodgers is at Preston. the start of his career. Preston, thank you. Um, he, Brendan Rodgers was at the start of his career, you could say. Like, he only managed Swansea for a few years. I don't know who he managed before Swansea. And then he got the Liverpool job, and what he did at Liverpool, like, anyone who paid attention to them, like, he, he was building something there. He had fluid players, technical players. He had an eye to... He had an eye for talent. Again, when you judge managers, yeah? Like I said, can they... Eye for talent players? is one, definitely. Eye for talent's another. Do they play good football? Yes. Do they and score do they goals? Fit their yes. best players on the same team. Do they fit? Do, that's another thing about Rogers. He knows how to play the most creative players, the best players in the team, without looking weak defensively. He puts them in the right structure while still being able to be an offensive threat. His team score goals. His teams never look like they're they're easy easy to score against. They're organized. They play good football. They play fluid football. I like Brendan Rodgers, bro, and I think he gets a bad... I wouldn't say he doesn't get a bad reputation, but he gets... um, He doesn't get the respect he deserves because he got sacked at Liverpool and because he went to Celtic and managed Celtic. But he managed Celtic because he knows he needed to... How can I put it? Rebuild his career. He needs to show that I can still manage a club who has big expectations. Because when he managed Celtic, they were expected to win the league every year. And he delivered. Mm -hmm. And he got Mm -hmm. Champions League football. And he didn't make them look particularly bad in the Champions League they had a few rough defeats against top clubs but I feel like he did a good job there and when the opportunity came for him to go to Leicester he did it and based off what we've seen over the last two years where did they finish last season fifth on the final day they lost to United at that point they probably had five six first team players out injured this season he's been what in the top four for most of the season he haven't really mm-hmm. gone out of the top four that's, that's consistency in a season where you're playing every two, three days. Players are getting injured left, right and centre. Even as a period where Madison was out injured, Vardy was out injured and um, Barnes was out injured, he still kept them consistently. He still got results. And now they look like they're starting to get that sort of winning flavour back. Recently beat your your team, United, like last week in the FA Cup. Sorry, um, commiserations to you. And 
they're third in the league right now, having won three in the last five. One point behind, bro. I've got to give it to Brendan Rodgers, man. I have to give it to Brendan Rodgers. I have to give it to him. Wait, you know what you were talking about with comparing him and boys, yeah, and the stain on their names? Very, very unfair. Very unfair to even compare because you've got Moyes who came, like you were saying, was a bit more experienced, but came to United, took a champions, the champions in the league to outside of the top four for the first time in 20-odd years. That's a huge downgrade. You've got Brendan Rodgers coming to Liverpool, who a team who was never, for a few seasons at the end of Rafa Benitez and Hodgson, they weren't finishing top four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah, the degree, degree of difficulty is different. The degree different. of difficulty is different. But and I'm saying, in terms of them. the expectation, Liverpool as a, as a club, they still had the expectation, like, yo, we should be challenging for the league. That we don't care if they're out and in the did. top seven. And he did that. He did that. And not only that, he was so. It was this club, bro. He was one Crystal Palace game away from winning the league. People don't understand yeah. how close he was. Basically, what Klopp did in that first season where they nearly won the league, like two, three seasons ago. That's what Brendan Rodgers has already done. If they kept and just like backed him, you know what I mean? Like what they yeah. did with Klopp after that, they backed Klopp in it with um, Allison, with, um, with Van Dijk. If they did that with Brendan Rodgers, I don't, I don't not see Liverpool going on to win the league. Do you know what I mean? Especially when you're talking about Eiffel Talent. He was the one who was bringing in Sterling. I don't think he gave him his debut, but he made him a mainstay on that team. And Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Dogleash gave him his debut. Kenny, yeah, yeah. But, but, but he made them worth 50 mil and made yeah. him part of that. Well, they call him SAS, right? Sturridge, yeah. Suarez, and Sterling. And then you got, um, and, and the way he fit all of his best players on the team. You've got Coutinho, Coutinho behind Suarez, him as well. Coutinho, yeah. Sterling. A lot of people would look at that and be like, oh, you've got a CAM, you've got a CAM with Coutinho, you've got a winger with Sterling, and you've got two strikers. But then you have to play two midfielders. And, and, and he made How's them adaptable as well. He adjusted the formation based off the defensive shape he wanted to go with. So I think from what I remember, he had Coutinho playing in the sort yes. of LCM role, and he yeah. had Sterling playing as a 10. And then he had Sturridge and Suarez up front, and then he would sort of split it when they would defend. He would end up playing um, Sterling out wide, Sturridge wide, and then Suarez up front, and Coutinho would be the LCM. Sometimes it would even look like Coutinho would play as an attacking midfielder when um, Sterling wasn't available. So they had that flexibility, and that players who would interchange. But if we're looking at based off what he's done this season and what he's managed to do in terms of squad rotation, Obviously, his squad isn't bad. The squad is strong. Like they have, they've gone without Ricardo Pereira, who's arguably a top two, maybe even top, yeah, top two Premier League right back last season. But I for talent, he's been able to spot the players to replace him without even yeah. feeding him. Castagna, good signing, and then bringing in Justin to be bruv. That guy's going to be unlucky. And was injured as well. Remember, and was injured for about two yeah. months of the season, and they didn't miss him. They didn't really miss him like that. They played uh, um, Mendy who wasn't rated under Claude Pobel. He came in as a Kante replacement and he made Mendy look like a, a solid rotational option for, for Leicester at that period. He was playing next to a Tielemans. And Tielemans, he doesn't get enough ratings. He doesn't get enough respect as a player. He's a good player. I would have loved it. Oh, I remember when he won, went on loan. Was it last season or season before? No, season before. Two seasons ago, he was on loan halfway through the season. And I was... Begging for Arsenal to sign. I was thinking, you know, oh, we yeah, have yeah. to sign Tiedemans. We have to get Tiedemans before. Let's, unless they bid 40 million and they swoops him in. It's easy. Easy. But um, another thing what you were saying was, that, like, when they're missing their key pairs, I think that's key. That's how you spot a good manager, right? Or a good system. And that's where you can kind of tell the difference between Oli and Brendan, right? Is... Mm. So, when key players, when key players are missing, the team doesn't change its its, its style or shape yeah. or, or its performance levels. You know what I mean? You can take certain players out of the system, other players know what their role is, know what system they're playing, and they all buy into the same thing. Mm. And you can take the players out of the system, but you cannot take the system out of the team. You can exactly. take the players out of the system, but you cannot take the system out of the team. Exactly. Regardless of who comes in or who comes out, you can see a clear identity of how the team want to play from the first phase to the second phase to the last phase of the play. And exactly. it won't change too much. You might have some inconsistencies because 
the quality of the players that you exactly. bring in might not be great, but no. you can see the idea. You can see what yes. you're trying to do is still the same thing. Exactly. So there might be a player, um, that, that, for example, the striker might still be getting the same amount of chances. Yeah. He might not be Vardy, he might not be in that show, but we'd be getting the same amount of chances. He might not be tucking away as many because of his own individual quality. But the other stuff, the system around it is still doing what it's supposed to do. That's completely opposite when you look at dead managers like Wally Gunnar. You, you take out a player like Bruno or someone like this and then suddenly everyone's looking around at what we're doing now. And that's the thing with Brendan Rodgers. He's dealt with Justin injury, um, Pereira. His fullbacks have quite, been injured quite a bit. He's lost in BD. I think Vardy went injured for a bit, maybe. Not sure, maybe I'm wrong, but um, yeah, and he they've been dealt with it so well, and also his eye for talent, but his signings have all been good. Yeah. Who he's brought into the team, and Castagna, Under as well. He's got Ihenacho's form, actually. You know, he's making Ihenacho look recently. I'd probably go over the last what six, seven games when Vardy got injured, he came in, and he's now he's now managed. He's realised, okay, Ihenacho's in form and it's working. I don't want to take him out of the team. What can I do? What system can I play that can get the best out of being natural and still get the best Keep out of the, the team? Best players. He, kept, he kept, and he thought, you know what? Madison's not playing. Barnes isn't playing. So I don't need to play five in midfield. I don't need to go 4 2 3 1 or 4 3 3. I can just play in natural and play Vardy. Play three at the back. Play Fafana. Oh my God, Fafana. Fafana, yeah. Oh, bruh, when I watch him play, it makes me... It, bruh, I'm seething. I'm seething every time. And you know why? Because Saliba was banished from the Arsenal team and sent to fucking... What was it? Uh, Nice? Nice? No, he sent to Nice. Playing very well out there, by the way. But, bro, we should be playing... That, that should be Saliba. The way for fighting, bro, he's 18 years old and he's playing week in, week out the Premier League and he's calm. It's calm. It's nothing to him. Chilling. Back two, calm. <laughs> Wide centre back in the back three, calm. He's good, man. Like, yeah, yeah, man. I'm I'm impressed with Brendan Rodgers this season. I'm impressed. And and he's shown it everywhere he's gone. Swansea, the style of football. I like the way he talks, bro. That's another thing is the way managers talk. If they talk analytically about things, like for example, you listen to Thomas too. Just compare their interviews, bro. Yeah. Listen to their pre-match interviews and the way they yeah. analyze the game, the way they see the game. They see it like an internet. You know what I mean? Interesting, guys. When you, when you, when you view, like, have Oli just talking about a game, you can see the levels. Like, yeah, the level. The Same level of with, intellect um, is different. But, like, like um, with Brendan Rodgers, you could see it when he, he did that documentary with Liverpool at the same time. When he was a Swansea in it, I remember there was a goal, I think uh, it could have been Fernandez who was playing in defence for Swansea at the time. They play out from the back. He gave the ball away. I think it was against United. And Giggs went in and scored. Yeah. Um, and then he took responsibility after the game. They asked him about it. He said, no, no, no. I told him to play like that. This is the way I want my team to play. Yeah. He should play like that. I still encourage him. I know he made a mistake and lost it, but he it's should continue mistake. playing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, just that sort of mentality. I like that about him. And he's showing it wherever he's gone. Swansea, Liverpool, and, and now Leicester. And even at Celtic. So, yeah, he definitely drew a bigger, bigger move. Yeah. And his team, his team scored the third most goals this season in the league. They've conceded, I think, they're up there for, let me just check this table. They've only conceded 32 goals in the league. They've only conceded 32. And we talk about West Ham's defence being solid. They conceded three less goals than West Ham. The only teams that have conceded less goals than Leicester are Man City, Chelsea. Raw Tottenham conceded less goals. I'm surprised by that. Um, and Villa, Villa, Villa conceded less goals. But again, he's well. but none of these teams have scored more goals than Leicester. So I think he's got the balance perfect. His team scored goals. And he's missed defenders. You're right. He's missed yeah. Pereira. He's missed Justin. He's missed Soyuncu as well for a long period of time. Yeah. He's another good player. Um, and he's missed Castagna at times. You know what I mean? So he's, he's had a lot of injuries to do yeah. I remember. And we, lost Chilwell in the summer. I remember you also said something. We were having a conversation about this preparing for this project. And I remember. You said something that Brendan Rodgers would be almost a perfect manager for England after Gareth Southgate. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers. And I thought about it, I was like, you're actually so right there because if you look at the profile players we've got now at England, yeah, 
there is no reason why Brendan Rodgers wouldn't be able to ascend England to a level where they're reaching. The worst case scenario, you can look at England and be like, oh, they reached the semi-final. <sighs> Disappointed. Do you know what I mean? Like, when have we ever seen England get to a, a semi-final and we can be like, oh, this... Like, Brent Southgate, yeah, got England to a semi-final, Lord knows how. To be fair, he had an easy run. He should... That's what... Bro, he underachieved. I don't care yeah. what no one says. I don't care what no one says. He had an easy run. He should have made the he had, final. He had the easy run. So now, you get... You get Brendan Rodgers, Grealish, Sancho, Foden, um, Madison, Mount, Kane, Sterling, Rashford. Grealish. Um, yes, Grealish said that. Jack Greasy, give him Saka, give him Green, give him all these players, bruv. Give him Rice, give him uh, Bellingham, give him all these players, yeah, for the next four to eight years. I'm telling you, England will probably reach a final. Worst case, 100%. worst case scenario, they reach a final. All that talent, all that talent. These are the sort of players Brendan Rodgers would thrive using. And he's got yeah. players who are actually very intelligent, like tactically. He would still have Henderson, he still has Rice, he would still have Mason Mount, who I think he could make into his sort of T elements, like second yeah, central yeah. midfielder, I can see that. Um, the defensive quality is there because if you look at the back, we're not that bad. You know, we've got Gomez, still recovering from his injury. We've got Maguire, Stones. Stones. Maguire's good left, good choice for a left side centre half when you want to play back three. But I don't imagine Brendan Rodgers maybe wanting to use him. Maguire. I don't know, man. I, I think you need to respect. Need to relax. I don't know. Oh, I don't He's know. England's best centre back. I don't know how that's even in question. He's England's best centre back. He has been for a while. Yeah, but the problem is, is he's clapped. He's clapped and cost eighty. I wouldn't even mil. say he's clapped. I just think no, no, no. I'm telling you, because he's for the clapped way, and cost eighty mil. People don't rate him like they should. I'm sorry, he's one of the better defenders. In the league. To be fair, did Brendan Rodgers have him? Um, yeah, Brendan Rodgers uh, had him and played him, bro. Yeah. As his main guy, do you know what I mean? Obviously, he didn't have the fun and these guys, these guys replaced him. But, um, bro, come on. Do you, do you not think? Guy, do you do you not 1v1, think? One v one, very bad. Do you not think bad. for the way? Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just wanted to get onto. Do you not think for the way England want, would want to play that if you were to play Maguire in a left side centre back role in the high line, very possession oriented system, that he would be exposed? Do you not think? No, um, no, bruv. You don't think <coughs> you're you're saying exposed just against top level pace, players against but, top level players in the international football when you get to the latter rounds of a competition uh, in the latter rounds with that quality team you're going to be having the possession more and you and without do. a doubt on the ball as clapped as he looks as much of a plumber like he looks he looks like he has a really bad touch. He's one of the best defenders on the board. Do you know what? Oh, he he's is. Better. He is. He's he better is. than our midfielders. He's a I'm talking about off baller. the ball. When you don't have he's, the ball... He's a better have... baller than McTominay. He's a center Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's one thing I don't question about um, Maguire. He's not a bad footballer. I just think one-on-one... He's exceptional. Against... He's a really good footballer. Really good footballer. I just think one-on-one defensively, he could be... God, it's just... He's it feels like... A, a, he doesn't give me confidence defensively. He doesn't give me confidence defensively. No, no, no. He's a very good defender also. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's what it is, is when he gets exposed 1v1, he's shown too many occasions where he's getting spun. Too many occasions. He's built like a fridge. But, he looks like he's a fridge. But, put it this way, he's also in a team now, man. In a structured team like a Brendan Rodgers team, or a, which he played in, by the way, and he was never getting exposed like that. Mm. You know what I mean? He was playing in that team and Guardiola wanted to copy him because he knew he'd fit his style too. So Didn't want to pay that 80 mil though. Didn't want to pay that 80 mil. Guardiola said, nah. Guardiola said, nah, we'll get, we'll get Diaz for, what was it, 45, 50? 60, 60. Yeah, we'll take that. He said, yeah, give me that. Give me that. <laughs> But anyway, but, um, back on the topic, yeah. on the topic on the uh, managers. So we've got Brendan Rodgers, we both agree, one of the best yeah. managers. But yeah. then again, do you remember last season he did this similarly to last season and just suddenly flopped? Yeah, and that, and that that's because he had about five, six players injured. Now he's got maybe two, two of his preferred starters injured, but he's still got his back four. Also, oh, he's back five now. He's got Hinacho there who's supplementing the goals when Vardy's not. Oh, so he's yeah. kind of filled that gap. He's got Tiedemis who's stepping up and producing now. He's got Ndidi there. So he's still got the base. So going forward, it's not as bad now that you don't have Madison and, and Barnes who's probably going to be out for the rest of the season. So 
I think this season it should be different. I think they should, for me, they should finish in the top. If they finish, if they fail to finish top four this season, we it's have to look. It's a failure. I mean, you have to look at Brendan Rodgers a little bit more and be like, okay, now there's an issue. Now, now we could be like, okay, this is consistent behavior. Now we can say he's not. He's clearly not a bad manager, but there's an issue there. You have to address and be like, what is stopping Brendan Rodgers from getting past that final hurdle? Do you know what I mean? Because they're already whispers saying that oh, Brendan Rodgers would be a great at an elite club, but when it comes to the business end of the season, can he get it done? This is his chance to prove it. He can get it done. He's got an FA Cup semi-finals to prepare for. Mm-hmm. He's got a top three place to finish in the Premier League or top four. Fourth is to the... Four, fourth and, the, and an FA Cup final top class season. Fourth, fourth and no FA Cup final still a top class season. Yeah, I think it could be manager of the year if he wins an FA Cup and gets top four. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. That's the goal, I think. But, That's the goal. Um, that should be the goal. Fair enough. I think so. Who who about our top four? We said we said Graham Potter, Scott Parker. Who was your first one that you selected? So I said David Moyes. David Moyes. You said Graham. You said Graham Potter. Then we yeah. kind of went on Scott Parker. It wasn't originally on my list, but I give him an honourable mention. But I put him. I, you know what? I put him on the list because from what I've seen, I feel. I feel there's potential there. There's potential there. Yeah, He's impressed enough. me. He's impressed me. And then and Brendan. got Brendan Rogers. And we had mentioned Guardiola today just because that guy. No, yeah, yeah, um, that guy. It's like when you don't talk about Messi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then I think is there anyone else that's really impressed you? Um, most disappointing. Uh. <laughs> That could be a whole different segment, but it could be, you know, we could do that. We could do it. You know what? You know what? Let's let's leave that. Let's leave that actually. <laughs> we can leave that. We can leave that. Most disappointing. That that should be for the next pod. That should be for a, a pod down the line. Um I think are there any other honorable mentions you want to give out? Um honorable mentions. Um well, I mean, there's some honorable mentions for disappointments. You've got Ollie, you've got Teta. Um, Arteta. Uh, I'm not sure about Ancelotti if he's a disappointment. Yes. On how he finishes the season. He's disappointed from what I've Mourinho. seen in play, bro. Oh, we didn't mention honourable mention in this segment. Aston Villa boss. Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Has to be, bro. Has to be. Yeah, mentioned. yeah. Best yes, defensive, be. one of the best defensive records in the yeah. They look, and... They look a different outfit, man. I, I thought, I thought, I, I feel sorry for them, you know, because it's like, now, more, more and more people are going to say, oh, yeah, they're too Jack Greedish reliant. They're too reliant on Jack Greasy. I thought, because at one point, I, I thought they would have finished in the top six. At one point, I thought they were better than West Ham. At one point, I thought they were better West, uh, than West Ham, but they kind of. I don't of think they have off. the personnel. It's yeah. the personnel they are. Personnel wise, I think Greedish is different, a very different level. To be fair, I think he's one of the best players in the league. Yeah. But even outside that, take Greedish out, the other players aren't that great. But it's weird though, if you look at it, if you actually, like, Bertrand Traore is a player that I like, I like him. He's a good footballer. Like, he's a, he's he's a player with class. He's got a nice left foot. He knows where the goal is. He's very cultured in the way he plays. He's not someone who... Is he better than Bowen? I don't think so. He's I think not... Bowen's better player. So if you look at your player v player like that, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if he's better. I, I don't. I don't know if Bowen's better than him. You know, I don't know. Bowen's I, a better player than him. Bowen's one of the outside of the top top teams. That he's one of the better wingers. I don't know. Bowen can't even get to West Ham team consistently since Ben Rama and um, Lingard's coming to the but, team. But wait, we're, we're talking about Ben Rama and Lingard also. These two are very good players too. When you're comparing them to the other Aston Villa players, Bertrand is more. He's a goal for it. He's a bigger goal for it. And on the eye, when you watch him play, he's... I don't see... There's nothing that Bowen could do that Traore can't do. Maybe defensively, Bowen gives you more going back. But offensively, I look at the two and I think, you know what? There's not that much difference. The only difference is Traore is more of a goal scorer. He's a goal for it. Bowen's a better dribbler. Bowen's a better dribbler, but I think Traore is more of a finesse dribbler in certain predicaments, certain scenarios in the final third. He's got that class. He's got a bit more class to him. That's just me. And but going around the team, I do think West Ham players will be slightly better in each position. Maybe centre mid, you've got McGinn and what's his name? The Brazilian dude. What's his... Oh, Douglas Ruiz. Douglas Ruiz. Class. Quality. Class. 
But um, is he much better than Declan Rice? Is he even better than Declan Rice? Douglas, probably the same level, same level. Similar level. And then you've got Suchik and McGinn, McGinn, very, very different. Very good. Very Very different. different. Both very good, but both very different. Um, And then you've got the fullbacks, which I would give. There's not much in it. There's not much in it. There's not much in it, but I would the centre back partnership. The centre backs. I, I I take I take I take Ing I take Mings and um Konza. over Dawson and Dior. Yeah, or um, or Bono. Yeah, possible. Or Bono. Yeah. I take those two. Goalkeeper, I'm taking Martinez. Take... Goalkeeper, I'm taking Martinez. Up front, back up. They're both Arsenal as well. The full backs, I'll take Sufal and Cresswell, even though Matty Cash and Target are good. Yeah, that's fair. I just yeah, I, I think, think there's not much in there. Their delivery, yeah, what, there's not what, much in there. Watkins, Watkins or Antonio? Antonio's Antonio's. I like Antonio though. I like I like Antonio. I like. I think Watkins. He's yeah. done incredible for his career, bro. Um, yeah, he's just a, he's a grinder, isn't it? Yeah. So, but yeah, overall, I would say I'm always just leaning a bit more to the West Ham players. Hence why I think, yeah, well, when you were saying you expected Villa to finish higher, I did never really expect it. It's just Greedish. Put Greedish in that team is different. Greedish is the best player from both teams. Yeah, like, yeah. He's up there with... By distance. By distance, yeah. by comfortable. You can put him 1v1 against any player in the league and argue for the game. Yeah. But, yeah, I think they're the main managers I think you mentioned as the impressive this season. If your manager didn't get mentioned, sorry, he's not either sorry. dead or he's Pep Guardiola. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's that's been another episode of Flares Under the Lights. Um, yeah, this is one of my favourite. Um, actually, a very meaty episode in terms of like bitching about managers. Yeah, man. I, listen, we got time for that one. We got time for that one. That's the future one. Most disappointing managers. That's one we're definitely gonna have to do as a follow up. But um, appreciate you for listening. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at futr underscore podcast and on Twitter at futr underscore podcast. Um, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your bum. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>